Hello and welcome to the About to Interview podcast. I'm your host, that guy named John. This is a supplemental version of the About to Interview podcast, which drops every Wednesday and covers movies, TV shows, film festivals, and more. You can follow the podcast on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at About to Review. And make sure to subscribe on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Blueberry, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. This show focuses solely on the conversations that I have with authors, directors, actors, and creators, and is available on YouTube as well as subscribing to the podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button below, give a thumbs up, and check out the full show notes with links to the guests at abouttoreview.com. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Sitting down now with Carlos Lopez Estrada, the director of Blind Spotting. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for making the time to do this. I know you have had a crazy uh, press day, so I appreciate the time. Has <laughs> been too crazy. No, but this is, uh, thank you. I'm happy, happy to be here. Good. Uh, so, my first question. So, oddly enough, in, in our screening, the movie starts and there was no sound for the first like 60 seconds. <laughs> so they had to talk to the projectionist and kind of restart things. And so while they're restarting things, we were like, okay, what music is this going to open to? You know, start talking about that. Then it starts again. And La Traviata by Verdi is the opening song. I got to know about that choice. <laughs> uh, that was, a, there's a long, I don't know if it's a, that interesting of a story but we that was a choice that the editor made originally the first use of the the song was during the fight that happens way later into the movie okay um and i mean i guess a short answer to your question is that we always imagined this movie as sort of like a heightened almost operatic interpretation of Oakland and I think I don't know how much you know about culture in the Bay Area but people from Oakland talk about their city as if it was this like larger than life this almost mythological mythological city. city and everything is bigger and everything is colorful and everything is mm-hmm. unique in Oakland from the way they dress to the way they uh, talk to the music that they listen to uh, it's 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 a special place and people from Oakland really do sort of like describe it as this land that you cannot compare to any other city in America. So the short, the short answer to it is, um, we wanted to create this sort of like operatic depiction of, of a city that is already larger than life. And, and it, for some reason, I think on paper, if you, if you, um, if you tell someone that you're starting this movie w- with an opera soundtrack, I, uh, it makes absolutely no sense. But hopefully, hopefully, once you see it, you listen to it, come back later on, and 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 you understand it with a little bit more context. It does. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we made we made 
this movie is, is full of uh bold choices and i think that was probably up there uh definitely uh, and it was very surprising but it was also awesome yeah uh speaking of kind of those choices so one of the things that i really liked was the juxtaposition in the color palette and lighting so when there were scenes at night like how we open in this crazy illuminated you know car uh, and then we go to quick way just the lighting choices at night compared to more of the kind of standard lighting choices during the day was a really great juxtaposition. Now, was that something that you guys had also kind of been planning or is it more of kind of a day of decision? I Well, I think this also goes back to that same conversation that David Roth and I had when we were first starting to talk about the movie and the look and, and the feel of it. And they, I mean, the very first thing we said is, look, we want this to be colorful. We want this to be a heightened sense of reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want this to capture this sort of uh, romanticized lens that we all see our city through. So... So how exactly to go about that was really like the challenge of, of all of pre-production and during the shoot is like how we're obviously making a movie, we're not making a music video, so we have to make sure that all of these choices feel deliberate, but that they're also uh, supporting the story that we're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I mean, we essentially broke the entire script down and and uh, talked about backgrounds and color use and, and how we can make slight choices that would would not interfere with a story that we're trying to tell, but would also give the movie a personality mm-hmm. that, that it would feel, that it would feel like, that it would feel the way that Oakland, Oakland feels like to them, which is, which is just like the most colorful, eclectic <laughs> and exciting of places. So we just made sure that everything was rooted in some reality, whether mm-hmm. it was the real locations or, you know, people experiences that, that, that they had, that we were trying to recreate, but with a slight edge of, of fantasy, or whether right. it's like the lighting being just a little bit brighter than it would normally be, or mm-hmm. the the compositions just being a, a little bit more precise than than I think we would have done in, in a different kind of movie. Uh, it, it just everything has just like a little bit uh, of fairy dust over it, and and, and definitely, you know, hopefully that captures or like their view of oakland and their city mm-hmm. and with i mean with such a personal story like this that david and Raphael, you know wrote yeah what was that like interpreting their story you know mixed with your vision and kind of that how do you stay objective in that process uh, it, it was a real challenge because this this movie is in great part inspired by people and places mm-hmm. and situations that mean a lot to them and I'm coming onto the project as an outsider. I was not born and raised in Oakland. I've right. spent some time there and I have friends there, but I definitely, you know, my understanding of the city is is uh, minimal compared to to theirs. Um so so I think in many ways that was very helpful. Mhm to have to have uh, an objective observer come into the city and say what about this place is different what about this place is right. unique and what about like let me try to understand what is so special to to these two people about this place and and, and how to capture that um and i think in many ways it was challenging just because 
they just as they said that it was in- incredibly important for them to to capture sort of like the the color of Oakland it was incredibly important to them to capture uh their city in a way that felt real and in a way that felt honest to their experiences and in a way that people from Oakland could watch this and feel feel like almost like this was a documentary and not not hmm. a cartoon of of you know what people think Oakland is uh, you hear about the crime and you hear about sort of like the, the, the music scene and you hear about the, the political nature of, of, of the Bay. And, and I think it's easy to paint a picture, but, but they are so clear that they didn't want that. They want this to, to, um, to feel like a real place where people live and exist and, you know, all their families are still there. So, um, so it's that, that, was that kind of awesome yeah. authenticity mixed with the objectivity of somebody from the outside being like, okay, how does, you know, how do we form this story in this way? Yeah. So I think, I think that was the biggest challenge for me to, to, to accomplish both And the movie. I mean, honestly, I think it was helpful because the movie is all about perspective and the movie mm-hmm. is all about sort of like multiple people seeing the the same the same person the same thing the same event and and having having different interpretations of it so in many ways we had that experience while making the movie um just trying to get on the same level and me trying to even though i would never i would never understand the city the way they do and even though i would never uh i would never i just don't have that history i i tried to I tried to pull from from their experiences to try to use them as a filter to to um, sort of like distill what what is important to them and what what they thought the movie needed to capture. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one of the images that we saw a lot during the movie uh, because there's a lot a lot of it takes place in a car, and whether it was intentional or not, there was a U-turn sign or rather a no U-turn sign that was pictured prominently in multiple scenes and yeah, so with that so i mean first was that intentional <laughs> that i mean that's interesting that you notice it i don't think anyone else has um there is a lot of of um recurring imagery and mm-hmm. symbolism in the movie and a lot of it comes from the script and sort of like how, how david and rafa designed the 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 whole story but a lot of it also just came from us visually trying to find ways to um communicate the many ideas that Mm -hmm. that the movie deals with uh so i mean without giving too much away a lot of the movie takes place in cars or vehicles or trucks Mm -hmm. um and a lot of a lot of important moments in the movie happen when when people are waiting for traffic lights or um in traffic mm-hmm. or stopped and you know both both uh literally or, or also just a, a little bit more uh figuratively when people are sort of like stalled and stopped waiting uh so we found this motif that i think plays all throughout the movie about red lights and mm-hmm. red lighting and um u-turn signs stop signs and sort of like using using traffic and and traffic um almost as like another allegorical narrative in the story yeah yeah and 
and uh, the last scene in the movie takes place at a traffic light, uh, very similarly to how the movie starts. And there is no U-turn sign that means something. I don't, mm-hmm. want, I don't say what, but yeah, it, it's. I mean, the movie is is filled with with um, symbolism, and and I'm glad you caught that because I feel like sometimes uh, people don't. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and it definitely caught my eye because it was something that you know we saw more than once, and so kind of tying into that in your filmmaking career, going from you know the music videos yeah. to now a feature film. What is something that you had to leave behind? It was not that long ago when I decided that I wanted to work with artists that I respected and people whose visions were aligned with mine. I think many times when you're, when you're starting any career, you obviously have to make a lot of sacrifices mm-hmm. to make sure that you survive and that you can keep doing what you want to do. And... Uh, around the time where when I met David and we started making the music videos together, uh, I think it was a, a, a real turning point for me to to make that decision of saying uh, I'm going to make some sacrifices and some of them are going to be financial and I may not be <laughs> making as much money as as I wish I could be making, but I want to work with people who I respect and um, musicians who I feel like I'm going to be able to learn from and to foster relationships that that are meant to to um to last for like long term and 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 not not just try to get any project that comes in front of me and Mm -hmm. and 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 i think that quickly became the most important decision i've made because uh i've known david now for seven years and we've worked on i don't know probably like over 15 projects together wow. and you know i got to make my first movie with him mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's too broad but i that's what comes to mind okay yeah. and then i uh, just kind of wrap it up one of the the other quotes that really kind of stuck with me in the movie yeah. was somebody is telling uh david's character you are convicted felon until yeah. proven otherwise yeah so prove otherwise yeah. what is something that you're hoping to prove with now your kind of feature film debut um, I don't know. That's a, that's a good and a very hard question. Um, I don't know necessarily. I would say that I, I'm trying to prove anything. I think, I mean, maybe if there's one thing that I can prove is that that um, that this philosophy that I think the three of us approached our work with uh, is is one that has proven to be successful just because we all decided you know at different points in our lives that we wanted to do work with people who who uh, we respected and and and, um, projects that we believed in and that started eight years ago with me making a video for clipping for no money and Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of favors but i just knew that i i i really responded to Davies' work as a rapper, and it really responded to uh, his his bandmates' music and 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 their sort of general artistic philosophy. And I think I think on paper that would have been you know bad career choice, and and I definitely had to sort of like scrape by for a little bit trying to figure out how to 
keep working doing all these low budget projects, mm-hmm. but um, it's a relationship that has, in many ways, just shaped my my young career as a filmmaker because I was able to continue doing work with him and work that we were both proud of and continue sort of like feeding each other creative projects and eventually it translated into my first movie. So I think if there's one thing to prove, it's just that you know sometimes it's it's uh, it's worth taking the 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 harder road if if you believe that whatever's at the other end is going to be worth your time and and i think i mean there's a first project for all three of us david rafa and myself of this magnitude and it's really a result of of years of hard work and years of of um chasing the the projects and the collaborators that we feel like are worth our time so uh we're i guess we're happy with where it's going so far yeah Fantastic. So again, thank you so much for your time. I've been sitting down with Carlos Lopez Estrada, the director of Blind Spotting. Thank you again. Thank you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.